Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast brothers and, and sisters. sisters. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> Grab one from the fridge, bro. <laughs> Coke Zero. Uh, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. We are here. We are queer. Get used to it. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. You're weird. Yeah, very. I'm Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And we are the world's first only withstanding one tree hill slash wrestling podcast no one else does it if we're, someone else does it we're coming after you we're coming after you <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, exactly <laughs> i know no one has done it prior but if anybody is ever inspired to do it themselves after us there's nothing like the original i mean the nwo that was the fucking original you can't beat the original NWO. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. They tried a million different NWOs after that, but it just wasn't the same. It wasn't organic like our podcast is. You know, when I said oh earlier, yeah. and you were like, what snack do you want? Yes. I want my wine and lemonade. Mm, interesting. So you're a little bit of sangria. My, my lazy girl sangria. Lazy girl sangria. So yeah, and we might need to take a pause break pretty quick for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had a couple of drinks myself too, brother, and it just gets me ready for that podcast. You know what? We should always record on a Thursday. So we could both be drunk for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? You're going right? to be out, Flynn's in bed. Yep. I can have a few drinky poos when you're out, mm-hmm. and then when you come and back, we'll you reconvene have a few, and yeah. we'll be nice and tipsy, and we'll fucking be great. do the podcast, brother. I'm sure we're funnier that way. Uh, definitely are. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> wow. Treehill Wrestling Federation podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at treehillwf.podcast, and you can listen to us on all the streaming services, including. Deezer and everything else. <laughs> I love we how love Deezer. The two main ones that Spotify. people apparently listen on are Google Podcasts and, and Spotify. Spotify. So we'll always shout out Spotify, Google Podcasts, Obviously. and just Deezer because it's fun to say. Deezer, these nuts. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get this over with. No, so we can go on to no, the bad no, no, part. No, we got a little backstory here, okay? Because we were just talking. I mean, we're the only podcast that amalgamates one tree hill and professional wrestling but you know what else is an amalgamation so i looked into it and i realized that one tree hill originally debuted on the wb network mm-hmm. so and then went to the cw in 2006 i believe so eventually it converged amalgamated oh into God. the cw okay mm-hmm. and and it continued its run on the cw mm-hmm. but originally wb was its own network they merged amalgamated with upn Mm -hmm. and they made the cw when they merged the funny thing is what show was on upn back in the day 
WWE Smackdown on Thursday nights. Then it was Friday nights. Then it was Wednesday nights. It was Tuesday nights. But either way, they changed the nights a million times. Either way, Smackdown was on fucking... Consistency, brother. Smackdown. What day of the week was One Tree Hill on? I don't know. Exactly. I watched it on DVD. Exactly. You don't know. I don't have memory for that shit, bro. But I do, brother. I don't know. Let's do a little fact check here. Yeah. Will it say? Will my little website say? No, it just says the date. But you could look at a Google calendar for 2004 and see what day of the week it was. But honestly, who gives a shit? It's not appointment television back then. It's DVD. Watch it on the DVD later television, whatever. Or watch it on streaming services now because we're in 2023 and that's what everyone does and it's super convenient. It was on streaming services at one point and then they took it off Netflix. American Netflix also had a lot more different stuff too, which also had One Tree Hill. And now they finally have it on Prime Video and this is why we pay for Amazon Prime. You know what's funny though? Because CW merged with UPN. So literally the network that had One Tree Hill merged, amalgamated with the network that carried SmackDown, put it together and created the CW, which had One Tree Hill on it and SmackDown on it for a time. Both shows were on the same network. That's really weird. And now... We are part of the Johnners Podcast Network. Yeah. Shout out to the Johnners Podcast Network. Uh, You can check them out also on Instagram and TikTok and all the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've been exchanging messages with them and they have a whole bunch of different wrestling podcasts mainly on their network. But we've been in contact and they wanted us aboard and they they appreciated the One Tree Hill and wrestling <laughs> amalgamation, just like many people do. Because it's weird. It's, it's different. Like no one would think of doing that. It differentiates us. It sets us apart from a lot of people. And a lot of the friends that we have and I know a lot of people who listen, they appreciate it too. Just because, yeah, there's a million and one wrestling podcasts out there, but there's only one podcast that has One Tree Hill and wrestling. And especially the people who l- watch and listen listen to both yeah this podcast is literally for those people yeah because if they've watched or, all of one tree hill and are wrestling nerds they will absolutely love this fucking or podcast. if you're a one tree hill fan but your significant other is a wrestling fan or vice versa out? yeah you can get both like it's for couples too that you know there's interest in both yeah you know, in the household or whatever. And here we are. And there's so much crossover because the main thing is the drama. There's yeah. drama oh, on totally. both shows. Drama. There's chaos in both shows. And yeah. we have come to learn for each other's favorite shows that they're really not as different as you might think. Okay, I need some sangria. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, we are. January 20th, 1997, one day before my eighth birthday. Last episode was the Royal Rumble. Yes. Probably our best episode yet. Almost two full hours of coverage. So you can go back into the archives, Spotify, Deezer, Apple Podcasts. That was a long one. I was tired. Google Podcasts. That was a long one, but it was totally worth it because there was a lot to unpack with that episode. But now we're hitting the fallout. Mm-hmm. of the Royal Rumble. And of course, what is the biggest fallout from the Royal Rumble? What is the question that we are asking after the Royal Rumble? What are they going to do? With 
like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Bret Hart's pissed. Bret's pissed, man. He's and pissed. To be I fair, mean, to be fair, he has every fucking right to be pissed. I went to fucking school that next day after the Royal Rumble, and I remember it fucking vividly. One day before my fucking eighth birthday. Okay, but my question for Bret Hart is. Kay. How many times has he had a distraction happen Mm -hmm. where it was in his favor where, you know, he was maybe getting pinned or something and the ref didn't see it? Hardly ever. But still, like that shit happens. Shit happens. Sure, but... Through, sure happens. But through Brett's three world title reigns that he has had previous to this, he was the big baby face champion. So he never used underhanded tactics. He no, never, I mean someone else doing it. Listen. Well, yes, someone else. never had underhanded tactics. He's never cheated, and he never needed anyone else to help him to retain his championship. No, but I meant someone else doing it to him, you know. What do you mean? Like, if someone else has him pinned. Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to add it up in my head. Three-time world champion. Okay. Each time he won the belt, he won it fair and square. He defended his title fair and square. Never cheated. Never used underhanded tactics. Never needed anyone to help him win any of his championship matches. That is plain and simple. He is a champion's champion. He defends it. He retains it. He doesn't need help. But now we're getting to the point that he has been with the company for well over a decade. We're looking at 12, 13 years he's been in WWE, three-time champion. He's trying to get that belt back after his layoff through 1996 after losing his belt to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. 1996? 1996. That's what it sounded like you said. You know what? If Shawn Michaels is on top, it's probably going to be 1996. Oh, my God. But Brett's back, and he wants his fucking title back. So what did Vince say to him when he came back you beat stone cold steve austin you get a title shot so what did he do he beat stone cold fair and fucking square mm-hmm. no underhanded tactics no cheating no nothing no help and he won he beat austin fair and square in the middle one two three okay so he gets his world title shot against psycho sid at the december it's time pay-per-view he probably would have won that match but Shawn michaels interfered Stuck his nose in his business where it didn't belong, cost Brett the match. He's forgiven for that. That is 100% on Shawn Michaels. If mm-hmm. if Shawn Michaels wasn't involved there, Brett probably would have won that match. Not saying he's a rightful champion, but I am saying that there's a good possibility that he would be world champ right now if it wasn't for Shawn Michaels. So now they're saying, yeah, you got cheated out of the title. Now here's your chance to get another title shot. Here's the Royal Rumble, Okay. He literally eliminated Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, I get it. Over the top rope. Both feet hit the floor. Yeah. He is gone. Everything stays the same. Brett would have won that Royal Rumble. Fair. But. But here's something. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. Okay. So, yes. Brett Hart threw him over the top rope. Yeah. He did. But did he actually see Stone Cold Steve Austin's feet 
hit the floor, like both feet. Because the thing is, there was other wrestlers in the ring that now he's like, okay, I got this motherfucker out. Now I have to go get these motherfuckers out. Right. So, you know how sometimes like they throw them over and the ropes and they kind of like fall? Yeah. But they don't necessarily don't touch hit. the ground. Yeah. Or they hold they, on like, to the hold rope. hold on or something. Hold on to the rope. But you saw it plain as day. He threw Oh, yeah. Out. We saw it. But. He both feet. He did not hold on to the rope. Nothing. No. Brett saw him eliminated. That's mm-hmm. it. So he's not going to pay attention anymore because he's gone. He's out of the match. That's finished. But, of course, through some stroke of luck, Mankind and Terry Funk were brawling on the other side oh, of the I ring. Know. And the referees, which there was only two checking the elimination. Okay, so seriously. Honestly, there should be four. There one should on be every four. Side of the one ring. on every side. I'm like, and that, if there's and that's only honestly two, what I thought. Yeah, and if there's only two. There's four. There's always people in the back. Why? Do you know how Where many times they? we've seen? Yeah. 20 guys come out and try yeah. to stop a fucking. What you the know, fuck is going brawl? on here? Like, figure your shit out, WWE. Figure it the fuck out. It comes back to how bad the refs are, yes. but And if you only have two referees in a match like this, you think maybe one could attend to that Terry Funk Mankind brawl and one watch well, the elimination? they're fucks, so no, they can. <laughs> uh, or just let them fight to the back. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. They're out. They're, just let them do their shit. But long story short, I feel, even me being a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, Although I was a huge Bret Hart fan at this time back in the day and I didn't like Stone Cold. So I, I like Stone Cold, but not as much as I do now. I was more of a Bret Hart fan at this point just because mm-hmm. I liked Bret Hart most of my life. He was my hero growing up as a kid. But you have to agree that Bret has gotten a, a rough ride here. With his championship match and with the Royal Rumble, he comes out right at the hop of Monday Night Raw in this episode I've been screwed by everyone. I've been screwed by Shawn Michaels, the boy toy. I've been screwed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. But isn't all that shit predetermined? Other than the Royal Rumble, obviously. That was a fluke kind of situation. Of course, but we're talking kayfabe here, brother. This is storyline. We're talking storyline here. Storyline, yes. He's been screwed. He's been screwed. But at the same time, bitch, you quit. You left. Yeah, but he's he's going off about all this I've been screwed stuff before he quit. No, this I is know. the reason why No, I he's know, quitting. but like before he left, right? He's Oh, back. after he after he lost to Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He didn't qu- he didn't quit. He he took time off. Just like the Undertaker's taken time off mm-hmm. before, just like other wrestlers, they hit the road for years and years straight. You know their fucking schedules. Oh, They're yeah. on the road You've 300 fucking days a year. They don't see their families. They don't see fucking anybody. They're always on the road. They're doing shows every night. They work 300 days a year. So you think after being on top and doing that for like a decade straight, you think Brett deserved a little bit of time off? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even have that much time off. He was off from March till November. After like how many years? It's a lot of time off. I wish I had that much time off. I mean, I am on material leave even right start now. Start with me. That's different. Don't I'm still even. working every day, all day. But, I'm a parent. But you don't have to parent. go anywhere if you don't want to. No, I don't. I can sit on my ass and drink coffee all day. Exactly. Cold coffee, because you know, <laughs> toddler. But 
I feel that Brett is definitely warranted in taking some time off after grinding it out for years and being a multiple-time world champion and making Vince McMahon tons of fucking money yeah. over the years. Totally warranted. Now he's coming at it saying he's pissed, and I totally agree with Brett. There's He is absolutely warranted in feeling that he's been screwed mm-hmm. because he has. But It's wrestling. But... He also comes across very whiny about it. He does. He's such a whiny little bitch about this. And he's never been like this in his career. He's never whined about a damn thing. Now we're starting to get this character change with Bret Hart saying, oh, he is seeming a little whiny. And it's not that Bret is changing all that much. The fans are starting to change. And you heard it at Survivor Series. They cheered the shit out of Psycho Sid, not fucking Shawn Michaels. Yeah. They wanted the heel to win that match. Yeah. You don't see that very often back then. Now it's getting to a point where, yeah, Brett, he's a longtime champ. He was always the big baby face. He was the face of the company. But because he's so whiny, yes, he may be right. But the people are going to backlash against him because they think this is just a whiny fucking bitch. We don't want to hear it. I don't like a whiny bitch. Would you rather, and especially in 1997 when things in the world definitely changed, when Jerry Springer, rest in peace, who passed away today. Really? Jerry Springer died today. What the fuck? Seriously? I didn't hear anything about that. saw it earlier today. Jerry Springer passed away. Wow. Um, Jerry Springer died. But at that time, 97, 98, it was very like... Jerry Springer was the most popular fucking show. South Park was the most popular show. Very edgy kind of stuff, but people loved it. So at that time in the world. Of course, because it's different, right? It's different. It's different than they're used to. You don't have your typical shitty family sitcoms where everybody is all great and, you know. Honky dory. Exactly. It's not fucking Brady Bunch where they all have good paying jobs and they have no problems. It's The Simpsons where they don't make much money and they have, you know real life relatable family problems mm-hmm. south park jerry springer all this edgy shit that the world was really getting into because it was different this hits hard hey it does doesn't it take a sip <sighs> i will later <laughs> <laughs> but wrestling is also turning into that thing where it was such a pg show where yeah here's clowns and here's garbage men and here's clowns tennis players and slowly now it's turning into Oh, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin. He flips people the bird. He tells them <laughs> He's the, me <laughs> he as tells a man. He tells people to fuck off. He does all that shit. But people are getting behind it because they think it's cool because that's the way the world's turning at this time. So mm-hmm. they're turning against Brett. Slowly but surely, you will see this turn. And that's what I always said. Brett Hart doesn't turn heel. The fans turn heel on him. Fair. Yeah. We don't like a whiny bitch. We don't want a fucking whiny bitch. And as much as I love Bret Hart, yeah, he's getting very fucking whiny at this time. So I quit. And yep. he just fucking leaves. He's leaves like, through bye, the cr- bitch. Leaves through the crowd. Says the yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, he awkwardly climbs over that like, over the fence. Railing. It was yeah. so awkward. <laughs> was I was weird. like, yeah. this is so fucking dramatic. Because he was wearing tight jeans. It was a little hard to get over the thing. But Still, he definitely you're gave, a wrestler. He gave like the goodbye wave. To For fucking, me, that would be awkward as shit. I'd probably fall flat on my head. Probably. But, yeah. you know. But he was giving the give goodbye wave to fucking Vince McMahon. Like He's like, I quit. I'm done. But the funny thing is, I asked you. How long do you think Brett's going to be uh, quitting? Five fucking minutes. <laughs> and that's, you know, you're you're pretty damn close to it. Because I think it was about 20 minutes he actually quit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but he did like walk out. And then right after he walked out, who comes in? 
the Texas rattlesnake Stone Cold. He's there. He's got a microphone and he's trying to talk into it, but it's not working. He's like, "Give me some fucking equipment that works." <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to talk into it. You're thinking, is he? Has he started his promo yet? And you yeah, can see him silent. You can plainly see him talking into the mic, but you really can't hear it. And so his mic doesn't work. So you know he's going to beat the shit out of the PA guy after this show. Right? Oh, totally. <laughs> but finally, he gets the working mic and uh, Gorilla Monsoon. So we now we finally get introduced to Gorilla Monsoon. So he is the quote-unquote president of definitely WWE. not what i expected but yeah old wrestler old commentator he's in his 70s by this point he only has a few more years to live but legendary uh the room that they have before the wrestlers walk out so basically like all the guys who send them out kind of control all the matches you know tell the referees what's going on all that it's called the gorilla position and it's after him that's literally what that room is called before they walk out. Right before they hit the stage and walk out out of the curtain, it's called the gorilla position. Can so, we call it the gorilla cage? The gorilla cage? I don't know. It's a room, right? Caged uh, yeah. gorillas. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one's going to stick. I don't know. But you know what will stick? What? When Stone Cold Steve Austin's going on about... <laughs> <laughs> he says, I got a whole bunch of bananas. I could tell you where to stick each and every one of them. Oh my God. <laughs> Austin is on fire with this fucking promo. He is hilarious. And even later on, where uh, Gorilla Monsoon comes out and we'll get to it, but he talks about the Royal Rumble. And Austin comes out again on the mic before his match. And they're pumping mm-hmm. that it's going to be Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, the main event. Yeah. Huge fucking main well, event. Well, because wasn't it supposed to be Sid? It was supposed to be Sid, but he has a concussion because he's probably too fucking stupid. I think it's just previous brain damage. <laughs> Maybe that ramen noodle hair is finally getting to his brain. Who knows? Either way. Well, I mean, it's clearly bleached to hell. Yes, definitely. So, but yeah, those the chemicals world... are getting in there quite <laughs> deep. I've bleached my hair before. Yeah, yeah. Alberto VO5. I'll help with that. So at the Royal Rumble, they said on the next night on Monday Night Raw, it was going to be the winner of the Royal Rumble versus the loser of Shawn Michaels' Sid. Sid lost. Austin won, technically. So it's Austin versus Sid. But because Sid is probably too stupid. He probably got lost in Texas somewhere, and he is unable to come to this match and face Stone Cold, probably also because he's scared of Stone Cold. Whatever. Hmm. But now who's replaced him? The fucking Undertaker. Yeah. And you look at any card, you go years ahead of time. This is a fucking main event for, like, major pay-per-views. This isn't just, like, a little Monday Night Raw main event. This is fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. And I like both of them, honestly. And we love, we stand Stone Cold and The Undertaker. But at this point in time, it's kind of crazy that they're just a main event on a one-hour Monday Night Raw. It's kind of wild because where they would go from here and the superstardom that they would hit, mm-hmm. pretty fucking wild. But they're pumping that match as the main event. Stone Cold Steve Austin also goes to Gorilla Monsoon and says, You call yourself the gorilla, yet you hee-haw out here like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking killing me. Austin uh... is absolute gold on the mic. And you will see all through 97 and all through 98 how good Stone Cold is on the mic. Mm-hmm. There was only one other guy in this period, probably over the next three years, that can challenge 
Stone Cold Steve Austin on the mic. Who? He's already with the company. Who? You'll see. What the fuck? Why are you doing this whole you'll see shit? You'll see. Because the thing is, he's not a good mic worker right now, but he will be. But he's someone I've already seen. Oh, you've seen him many times. Is it The Rock? Maybe. Possible. I could see in your face it's Possible. The Rock. Possible. Why do you think he's called The Rock? Not Rocky Maivia, right? At this time, he was Rocky Maivia. Ooh. But eventually, he turned it to Those rock-hard rock. abs. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is that he wasn't even... Like, he was fairly built back he then. makes me feel things. <laughs> he was fairly built back then, <laughs> but not as built as he is now. Oh, he no. Is just... Yeah. He was skinny back then compared to what he is he now. He is fine. Either way, Austin doesn't care if it's Sid or if it's Undertaker. He's going to beat the shit out of him anyways. He don't care. He's still yeah. Steve Austin. So we get to our first actual match after Austin's amazing promo and Brett just up and quitting, which, of course, Jerry the King Lawler is very excited about Brett quitting. Of course, he wouldn't shut the fuck it. up about it. Like, no, can someone please, like, <laughs> shove a sock down this guy's throat and duct tape his mouth shut? Yeah. Please. Yeah, he goes Please, because he, he does not shut up, and it's pissing me off, <laughs> and someone just needs to clobber that guy. He's a heel commentator. That's what heel commentators do. Fucking hate him. They love all the heels, and they never shut up about it. That's <sighs> the way it is. First match, actual match, we get... Doug Furness, Philip LaFon against Tassel Boots. Oh shit. Fucking Tassel Boots. British Bulldog and his brother in law, Owen Hart, apparently have made up yeah. since the Royal Rumble. They're coming out they're together. They're like, what the fuck? And then they talked it through and they're like, it's they okay, work, bro. We love each they other. They worked their shit out. Yeah, Bulldog was pissed that Owen threw him out of oh, the Oh, totally. Royal Rumble. I would be too. And what would have even made it worse is if Owen ended up winning the Royal Rumble. But luckily he did not. So there's Well, still I mean, like they say, it's an every man for his, himself kind of thing. Fair enough, right? I'm learning my words here. So they're still tag team champions. And they're yeah. still going to go out there and fucking kick ass every week. And they won. They totally did, too. Like, and it was a, it was a pretty good match. Like, I definitely... They also talked about how Undertaker got fined his entire purse from Royal Rumble. Yeah. For Joke Slimy Jack Doan. Whatever. Brother. K-Fay brother. We also realized that, hey, there is no instant replay rule. That does not exist in WWE. So you can't take this Stone Cold Royal Rumble win back. No. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. We also get our first ad for La Femme Nikita. Yeah, I don't understand the point of that. It's the TV show that I've follows never Monday heard Night Raw. Of course you haven't heard of it. Because it was on the USA Network in 1997. Why would you have ever watched it? And I didn't have cable till 2002. Yeah, so why would you have ever? And I'm sure La Femme Nikita probably had like two seasons if they were lucky. But (laughs) it was the show that always followed Monday Night Raw Mm. in the States. Not even in Canada, just in the States. So, yeah. Interesting. But because they had, WWE had the deal with La Femme Nikita and the network, you would constantly see ads on Raw for La Femme Nikita. And this was the first one that we remember seeing anyways. British Bulldog, though. What a fucking superstar this guy is. Do you love mm. his stalling vertical suplex where he picks up the guy in the suplex? Position just holds him. Just holds him there. Just holds him. 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Keeps him up there for so fucking long and then suplexes him. Well, he's trying to get that, you know, 
blood rushing to the head thing. That is exactly his strategy there. He wants the blood rush and then drop them and they're fucking loopy, man. Lost yeah. their fucking equilibrium, everything. <coughs> he's fucking awesome, dude. His moveset's great. He's strong. He looks great. What a great tag team. Because mm-hmm. you have the strength and the power of British Bulldog and you have the smarts, the speed, and the savvy of Owen Hart. Just a perfect tag team. The rightful tag team champions. Mm-hmm, for sure. Totally. No one is better than them right now. And again, yeah, they made a use uh, Owen Slammy Award to nail <laughs> Doug Furness with. It worked. But it worked. And that's the end. Because they didn't win with just the Slammy spot because he hit him with the Slammy. But then Bulldog picked them up for the running power slam in the Uno Dos Tres in the middle of the fucking ring. Of course, he's going to beat him with the power slam. Nobody gets up from Bulldog's running power slam. Mm, Fuck that. It's a beautiful move. <sighs> I love British Bulldog. He's a beautiful man. He's so great, man. And I'm a huge Owen Hart fan, too. That's just such a great tag team. <laughs> and yeah, just phenomenal human beings and a phenomenal tag team. We stand Bulldog and Owen. Mm-hmm. Who we not stand though? Well, I don't mind. I don't stand Bart Gunn. I tell you that much. Don't like him at all. He's just kind of whatever. He's Scissor Bitch's brother. He's Scissor Brother. But he's facing. We are the nation. Uh, no domination. No. I have my right hand in the air as we no. speak. <laughs> I don't like them. Why do you like Farouk? No. Why do you I like Farouk? Don't. I hate how he comes out with his fucking posse <laughs> and they try and like cheat so yep. that he can win. Yep. Fuck off with your shit. Put your fucking fists down. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kick your ass. The thing is. I is don't like it. With Farouk. Here's here's the issue I have with Farouk is that he's a former WCW world heavyweight champ. Okay. He's the first ever African-American world champion. First guy to ever do it. Okay. Okay. So he broke barriers. No other African-American dude ever won a world title before Ron Simmons, Farouk. Okay. So broke barriers. He He beat Vader for the fucking world title. I may, like, if we had started earlier on, before it was, he was in this whole, nation you know, I'm domination. the leader of this fucking nation. No. If it was before that. Like when he was in WCW. And, maybe yeah. I could have liked him. Yeah. You know what's funny, but though? this shit pisses me off. <laughs> I don't like it. And, and although I have very fond memories of the nation, at this point, they weren't the greatest. They got better with member changes but the are bo- they less annoying yes but good the issue i have with Farouk is yeah he is a, a trailblazer first ever african-american world champion that guy but he doesn't need this posse because he's such a renowned wrestler and legend and superstar that he could do this by himself if he wanted then why to doesn't he he feels like if he wants to take Ahmed down, he needs his posse with him. Yeah, because fucking tracksuit fanny pack guy is the best. He could, like, he's huge. Yeah. He got that thong booty. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Oh, I'm not even going to ask this question. No, what? I'm not even going to ask this question. What? Spoilers, brother. Not oh. even going to go there. <laughs> Farouk versus Bart Gunn. 
You love how the nation is a bunch of cheating bastards. That's exactly I what they are. I hate them <laughs> so much. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a nothing match. Bart Gunn, he kind of beats down J.C. Ice and Wolfie D, the white rappers of the yeah. nation. But, Fucking you know, pussies. same thing. Crush interferes. D'Lo Brown interferes. J.C. Ice and Wolfie D interfere. Of course. Dominator win. That's it. Call it a night. Get them the fuck off my screen. Just hurry this match up so I can, you know, see something actually entertaining for once. Exactly. Brass tacks time, though. Okay. Vince McMahon, he left at the beginning of the show after Brett quit. But now. Chased after him. Yeah. But now he's he's like, I'm sorry. I love you. (laughs) I'm sorry. But now he's back out with Gorilla Monsoon. So now we Mm -hmm. get to see Gorilla Monsoon. And. Gorilla Monsoon has an absolutely perfectly worded explanation for the Royal Rumble. Okay. He comes out there and he says, yeah, there is no instant replay rule. Austin won this thing. Technically, it goes down in the record books as Stone Cold Steve Austin has won the yeah. 1997 Royal Rumble. But he says, if he thinks this entitles him to a world title match at WrestleMania, he's got another thing coming, mm-hmm. which I tend to agree with as well, because if it is definitely a tainted victory i don't feel like it should entitle him to the world title shot against Shawn michaels so now he's gonna have to fight for it mm-hmm. so at the next pay-per-view in february final four undertaker vader stone cold bret hart in a four-person elimination match the winner faces Shawn michaels or whoever the champion is mm-hmm. at wrestlemania okay so, a few episodes back, <laughs> I asked you, final four, this is going to be a pay-per-view in February. Mm-hmm. Who do you think these four wrestlers are? And you're like, I don't fucking know. I don't want to predict shit. I, I have no idea. Why would I ever do this? I was like, just pick four wrestlers you think would be in there. And you're like, okay, Stone Cold, <laughs> Undertaker, <laughs> Bret Hart, and Tassel Boots. But, yeah, Tassel Boots isn't in it. But you got the other 75% of it correct. You only missed out on Vader. What's with me in predicting shit right with wrestling? Maybe it's so predictable. But we're getting to a time where it's very unpredictable. Mm. Because you're thinking it's going to go one way. And it does a complete 180. Mm. You have no idea. It's very hard to predict things. Especially in 97 and 98. So yeah, we're going to have in Chattanooga... Tennessee, we're going to have the final four pay-per-viewers, Vader, Undertaker, Stone Cold, mm-hmm. and Bret Hart. But you, yet you call yourself the gorilla, yet you hee-haw out here like a jackass as Austin comes out before his main event match with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. How long did Bret Hart's quitting last? <laughs> 20 minutes? 0.5 seconds. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> About 20 minutes. And he's already back in the middle of this fucking Austin Undertaker main event, mm-hmm. which uh, I just love watching Stone Cold like early 97 because dude bumps like a boss. Like he is all over the ring. Like he just looks amazing. And it makes me forget how good he was in the ring back then. Uh, but Red is back. And Undertaker brawls with Brett on yeah. the outside the second he comes back. And we also he's like, get the fuck out of here. This isn't your match. Yeah. Right? Why the fuck are you in here? Fair enough. Go away. Fair enough. 
You're wasting my fucking time. We also get another Jim Ross. This is going to be a slobber knocker. I hate that. I hate that so much. It's so disgusting. All I have to say is get used to that, brother. (laughs) That's pretty much the end of the show. It's just a gigantic brawl between the four guys in the final four. Not so Darth Vader. And Bret Hart interfere. Yeah. yeah. And all four of them are just going at it's just it. Crazy. It's fucking chaos. That's how we're going to end the show. You know what I came down goes. to? What's that? 80% <laughs> of Monday Night Raw. Of Raws. the episodes, yeah. Monday Night Raw's end in a disqualification. Yeah. You would pretty much be right on that, I'd say. Yeah. There isn't a lot of clean finishes when it comes to TV main events. Yeah. Come on now. Because that's the thing, though. If they're going to put big matches out, they don't want to have definitive finishes because they want to keep those for the pay-per-views. Because it's on free TV. All you have to have is cable and these channels to watch it. So literally, it's free TV. But when you're paying the $30 or $20 for a pay-per-view, that's when they're going to have more definitive stuff because you have to pay for it. Right? So it kind of makes sense, right? Fucking money grabbers. So they can do it, right? <laughs> they have a business to run. That's mm-hmm. what they do. So close it with this another hilarious brawl between the four guys. But at least we know these are the four guys in the match. Yes. In Chattanooga in February. Okay. Now, question. In this match, who wins and who goes to WrestleMania face the world champ? You know, you've been kind of back and forth on. I've this. been back and forth because normally I would pick Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, but Undertaker is such a fucking beast. I know, right? And I feel like he's just gonna come out and fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah, very possible. And it's an elimination style match. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, which I feel could also benefit Bret Hart because cardio wise and longer match wise, he is probably the best suited for that. I don't know. He didn't fare so well with that fence. So <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing tight jeans. Give him a break. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so you're going with Undertaker? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give my boy Undertaker a shot. Vader and Stone Cold are one year into this company now. Yeah, I don't feel like they're quite at that point, like okay. of deserving it. Okay, Bret Hart. I is- feel like Undertaker needs to like there needs to be or not Undertaker. Sorry, Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin. Cold, yeah. There has to be like he's gonna have this match. There's something's gonna piss him off. <laughs> He's going to lose, and he's got some fucking bones to pick. Sure. And that's going to, because you keep saying 97 was like wild. I feel like that's going to be what makes 97 wild. Stone cold. Part of it. Stone cold. Big part of it, I feel like. Okay. Okay. So Stone Cold and Vader are a year into this company. Okay. And Vader's fuck off. Get the fuck out he's of here. He's kind of just whatever. You're a waste. Yeah, he's kind of just a waste. He's not, you know, he's not Vader of old. Like WCW, 94, Vader, that was top-notch Vader. This is not top-notch Vader. Yeah. This no, is I far could, removed from that Vader. I couldn't see him ever being top-notch, but. Yeah. No, he was pretty great back in the day. He had good long feuds with, like, Farouk when he was Ron Simmons mm. and a Face and Ric Flair and Sting and a lot of those guys. But mm-hmm. he's very far removed from that. Bret Hart, three-time world champion. Is he due again? Hard to say. And Undertaker. Here's a bit of trivia for you. Undertaker has only won the title one time 
by this point. So he has been with the company six and a half, just over six years, basically six and a half years at this point. Oh, God. Okay. In 97. Do you know who he beat for that world? One world title. Hulk Hogan. (gasps) I was Hulk Hogan for Halloween one year. <laughs> yes, you were. And you won a costume contest because of it. <laughs> I mean, I was Hulk Hogan with boobs, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. The only thing to make Hulk Hogan greater, get a hot chick with titties to fucking wear the costume. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and as we also speak and about. You, it was really funny because you were John Cena. I but was you were John in Cena. a child size costume. Yeah, it was very tight on me. <laughs> it was like a big child's costume, but still very tight on me. It was really funny. <laughs> that was a good Halloween. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Either way, speaking about great titties, One Tree Hill. <gasps> the best part. Right. I'm excited. For you, maybe. I shall believe. As I have both my thumbs up ahead in my, you know, in the air. Uh, what? What? Guessing that's a wrestling thing. What else would it be? <sighs> oh boy! <laughs> All you have to do is believe. I shall believe. Episode fourteen, February seventeenth, two thousand and four. We are coming off the last episode where Lucas will die because he just flatlined. Wow! Fat fucking chance. <laughs> I know his heart rate will stabilize two seconds into this fucking episode. Mm-hmm. And was I right? Yes, I was. Yeah. We got a clo- we got a code blue, brother. Get the fucking Deathelmine or whatever the fuck they pump him full of. And they use the shock thingies. Yeah, uh, the what defibrillators? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, they use that shit. Fucking whatever stabilize him he's got his heart rate back whatever he's mm-hmm. alive again just as i predicted in the last episode they're not going to kill the fucking main character after 13 episodes yeah, it's definitely not, not going to fucking happen Haley finds out from keith yes ouch keith calls Haley. she's like she's conflicted because she just had this like she's really pissed off mm. at lucas yeah very conflicted. And she feels... Now he's on death's door. Well, she's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. I feel like I'm being a bad friend. It's just a whole thing. Yeah. I feel for her. Sure. And Brooke and Peyton. Oh. Ooh. Peyton's about to spill the beans on, you know, her and Lucas. But holy fuck. <laughs> she gets the call from Haley. Yep. Because Haley and Brooke aren't close yet. Mm-hmm. And instead of telling Brooke, Lucas's girlfriend, she starts to leave. hey, your boyfriend's in the hospital. He got in a car accident. She just grabs her purse and oh, starts goals. to leave. Yeah. And then Brooke's like, what? What's going on? And then she's like, uh, Lucas is in the hospital. You should go. Yeah. I guess you can go instead of me because technically you're his girlfriend. Oh, my God. I was like, uh. But, okay, this is the thing is whenever moments like these happen when we have our 17th car accident like we're going to have, I know we'll have it, uh, tons of car accidents, all these fucking crazy things, guns, people dying, I'm sure. 
This happens. It's a drama. It's a high school drama. People are going to die. Guaranteed. That's just what the show is going to do. But what I don't think about in a lot of these bigger moments like car crashes, blah, 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 is the repercussions and the consequences of these events. That's mm-hmm. what I forget about. So perfect example in this instance. Dan saves Lucas. Dan saved fucking Lucas's life and called him his son to the paramedics. Okay. For once in his life. For admits. once in his fucking life. But the one fucking thing that I did not realize this, when Karen finds out about Lucas, she will also find out that Dan was the one who saved his life. Yep. Repercussions, brother. Consequences. I did not. That did not cross my mind one time what Karen would think when all this shit went down. So Karen's finally meeting her son's girlfriend. I almost said boyfriend. Son's girlfriend for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time. Yeah. She didn't even know he had a girlfriend. She doesn't even know Brooke. Like No. And if uh, she was predicting that Lucas would be dating anybody, definitely not Brooke. Probably going to be Peyton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Lucas has been obsessed with Peyton, apparently, for a long time. Right. In love with her. Mm-hmm. In love. Still is. Love. Still is. Mm-hmm. He'll never love with Brooke. We know that. Yeah. I don't know. But, yes. And Brooke is, like, a mess. Yeah. She's a mess. And on understandably, your boyfriend's in the hospital. He was just in this major car accident, almost dies. And you go in and you're like worried, but you're also like, shit, I'm meeting the mom for the first time. This is awkward as shit. Yep. How would you feel if you were meeting my mom? Under I was in pretenses? a coma. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Exactly. And we'd only been dating for like a few weeks. Right? Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Karen's like, it's only been six weeks. Yeah, she keeps saying that. (laughs) It's only been six weeks. It's only been six weeks. It's amazing how much can fucking happen in one tree hill land in six fucking weeks. In any land. A fucking lifetime's worth of drama in just those fucking six weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But now we get to the roughest part of the episode where Karen is now realizing Keith's wrongdoing. Well, because the um, police officer, Karen's handing in insurance forms or whatever for dealing with hospital stuff for Lucas. And the police officer is like, oh, Scott, your husband's a lucky guy. She's like, uh, and he, what do you mean? And he's like, he blew oh, like 0.1 below the legal limit yeah. or something. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, like she is. Oh, you can see. Oh. If looks could kill. Oh, Karen yeah. gave me chills in this. I also love Karen's hair. Yeah, it looks a lot nicer with short. Short, it looks not nice. curly, like it's yeah. straight. It looks really good. Yeah. My work, Kelly's a fox. Oh, yeah. Except. She still has a face where it looks like she just smelled a really bad shit. So she's never going to get rid of that resting shit face. But she is, she is, uh, you know, 
I tap that. Wow. Sure. So she's like angry and she just walks in calmly. Keith is sitting there by Lucas's bedside and she's like, were you drinking tonight? Mm-hmm. Ooh, this cuts Were deep. you drinking when you drove Lucas? And he's like, Karen. I can explain. Yeah. Oof. This cuts. <laughs> oh, this and she kicks cuts. him out. Out of the hospital. Don't come back. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. She is fucking Oh, livid. I got chills. She's fucking furious here. And, you know. Fair. Completely warranted in that. She's Fair. about as warranted as Brett thinking he's being screwed as much as Karen is not happy with Keith right now. Both completely valid. Only opinions. thing is Karen wasn't a whiny bitch about it. Different situation though. <laughs> I don't know if Karen was fucking, you know, if she had a fucking match with Psycho Sid and fucking got screwed out of the fucking title. I think she wouldn't be too happy about that either. I don't know. <laughs> Haley's in the cafe. She still hasn't gone to see Lucas because she can't really face him. Peyton said the night before, you know, Karen would probably really appreciate you being there. If you need me to go with you, I will. Like, I can drive you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's kind of an awkward situation. Peyton also hasn't been to see him. She dropped Brooke off. But, you know... It's kind of weird. Like, you have to think about the dude's girlfriend first. Yeah. Even though you want to be his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like it's such a like, awkward situation. It is. Really is. Totally is. Deb visits Karen and tells her that, you know, while she's in the hospital taking care of Lucas and waiting. She'll take care of the cafe. It's only who knows how long it'll be extra, but you know, she's been doing it and she's been doing a pretty good job of it. (laughs) What? This is phenomenal. Okay. No disrespect to people who live in America, but your health care is fucked. Absolutely fucked. Okay. So these, it costs, costs almost a million dollars or something to have a baby. It's fucked. What kind of stupid... You know what we paid to go and have a baby? Zero dollars. And I even stayed in the hospital for almost a week. Almost a week we were there. Zero fucking dollars. Because we live in Canada and we have fucking health care that's taken And care. I had a private room. Private room... You also had a fucking uh, appendix removal, an appendectomy... Uh, both later free. that year, both <laughs> completely fucking free. Two days after Christmas. What? Three oh, days after Christmas. Ridiculous <laughs> place to live that you have to pay for healthcare. Like holy shit, man. Like, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You know, this hospital stay is gonna cost you. <laughs> the thing is, though, I feel like they get more. Like, there's more doctors and stuff, and they maybe get, you know care a little bit faster than we would there's more specialists and stuff than what we have because i remember like when i was getting i mean fair i got my ms diagnosis pretty quickly considering like all things considering there's a lot of people that to get in to see a specialist or anything can take forever so maybe that's where we kind of like you know it's kind of shitty in our situation. But here's the thing. 
Oh, I'm really sorry that you cut your finger off with the table saw, but you owe us $30,000, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, I couldn't like, imagine. Okay. I oh, I cut off imagine. two fingers. Now I owe 60000 Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you imagine? It's like, okay, I'll just go take 13 mortgages out of my fucking house so I can get my finger reattached. It's insanity. Healthcare, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We get some fucking whitey wisdom. Mm. There's no shame in being afraid. Hell, we're all afraid. What you gotta do is figure out what you're afraid of. Because when you put a face on it, you can beat it. Better yet, you can use it. Think about it. Good old-fashioned fucking whitey wisdom here. Love him. Once again, fucking uh, Brian Durham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it makes me think of like uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore? Yeah. Brian. He's <laughs> like Albus, whatever, Brian Dumbledore. <laughs> I know, such a normal name for good a old, wizard. Good old Dumbledore. Um, yeah, Whitey Wisdom. Uh, Whitey goes on about, you know, Keith, don't beat yourself up about this. Shit happens, you know. Maybe yeah. you make, didn't make the greatest decisions, but, you know, legally you didn't do anything wrong. But, you know, give her space. It'll be fine. And that kind of puts the bug in the air with Keith that, oh, okay, I'm going to have to redeem myself. And I'm going to have to do something here to oh, redeem yeah. myself. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Peyton, Karen, oh. Brock. Peyton, yes. So Peyton decides that she's going to go visit Lucas at the hospital. And um, Karen walks in. And the two seem very natural together. Very. Very. Like, they're just talking away. She's being a good friend. Karen's, you know, glad that Peyton is around for Lucas. But then Brooke walks in and gives... Lucas a kiss on the cheek or whatever. And Peyton's like, I got a piece. And she leaves. And Karen and Brooke are so awkward together. I mean, it's such an awkward situation just because, you know, obviously this is how you're meeting. But I feel that uh, this moment notwithstanding, I still feel like they would be awkward together in some other situation. Eh, you never know. I just feel like those two personalities don't really mesh very well yeah you'll have to see how thing time goes on how yes things work out okay what's with this fucking dan keeps calling out deb about how she fucking almost ended the family like years prior i don't know what the fuck this is can you shed some light on this no Fuck you. You'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> That's kind of it. the point, right? Like, God you just didn't damn. tell me a sto- spoiler about wrestling. God damn it. I guess it I'm goes. not giving you a spoiler about One Tree Hill. I guess it goes both ways. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about, uh, it's kind of funny. They're talking about LeBron James and Carmel Anthony at the hospital because, you know, that 
being basketball and stuff. Karen's kind of talking about it at the hospital. Well, she's reading all these stats yeah, to Lucas, yeah, you know, because they say like when people are in a coma, they, they can talk hear what's going on. They talk to them, right? They know, yeah. you know, they can retain information sure, or whatever. Sure. But yeah, she's reading uh, about, and it's kind of funny because this is 2004. So this is literally LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony's rookie years in mm-hmm. the NBA. So this is literally the first year of one of the most legendary basketball players of all time in LeBron James. It's kind of funny to look back and say, and I remember when LeBron James was a rookie too. And we all thought, man, this guy could be the next Michael Jordan. I don't think he's Michael Jordan, but he's LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. Just kind of taking a look back at that and that point in time, how different it was. Can we also talk about, we haven't even talked about Haley and Nathan yet. Yeah. She is still icy towards him. Yes, very. After his comments from the last episode. Yes. Yeah. Like, they didn't even really show up till midway through the episode. Yeah. yeah. And he's trying to be like, hey, you should go see Lucas. Yep. And she still won't go. I mean, she attempted with Peyton. Mm-hmm. She attempted to go. She didn't. And then she couldn't walk in. She couldn't be there. Yep. It was too hard for her to see him like that. Especially after the way they had left things. Sure. Yep. Oh, it's just, oof. Oof. I just couldn't imagine. Yep. And then Peyton has that visit with Nathan as well, too, where, you know, she kind of says, you know, well, you may have said some dumb Nathan shit like you normally do. Oh, yeah. But again, like Keith, redeem yourself. Totally. And eventually that's what Nathan does. Speaking of that redemption with Keith, he asked for the billing department. What yes. is he going to do? He's going to pony up and fucking pay for all of Lucas's shit. Well, because he goes in and they're like, oh, you're Scott. You're, you know, the father. Not the father, the hey. uncle. But if only he was in- feels responsible 100%. But, you know. If only they were in Canada, brother. <laughs> then we would not have to worry about this shit. You yes, ever hear- this part wouldn't even be part of the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like Breaking Bad. The entire plot of that entire show, if it was in Canada, it's like, oh, uh, healthcare pays for my cancer treatments. The end. No meth cooking. <laughs> the end. Oh, lordy. <laughs> yeah, true, right? Well, and, and now yeah. Karen is also learning as if she didn't know about Brooke already in the six weeks that she was gone. She's now just learning about Deb and Dan's divorce. Yes. It, it was, was only six weeks. Only six weeks. She runs this to the fucking end of this episode. It's hilarious. Well, and, and she's singing to Lucas and she's, you know, adjusting his blankets. And sees a cheeseburger and tattoo. Sees the tattoo. And she's like, I'm going to murder you when you wake up. She sees the cheeseburger tattoo. She's like, it's only been six fucking weeks. God damn it. My son has a tattoo. He's in a fucking coma. He has a girlfriend I don't know. Fucking Devin Danner getting divorced. Fucking Keith is a fucking drunk. Almost killed my son. It's all six weeks. Wow. That was quite the promo. Thank you. I like you. So, all this time that all this shit's going on, people are, there's other kids at the River Court, including Dim Tim, mm. using chalk to, like, 
do little notes for Lucas. It's yeah. like a card that's the biggest like get well soon card I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, using chalk. <laughs> Whole basketball court. You know some asshole's gonna fucking drive up on it and fuck everything up. Because that's what people do. They fuck up or the fucking river cork. Or Rain. they fucking drive up on the grass and piss off the groundskeeper and shit. That's what they <laughs> fucking do at the river with a bunch of dicks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but now we get one of my favorite scenes from this episode is Dan is at his car dealership. And he, you know, he's just hanging out. And then, ooh, who's this uh, 10 out of 10 who walks in? She's not too bad. So, of course, he's going to go right up. And it's not just of about course, the sale. Of course, because Dan's a creep. It's not just about the sale. She is pretty hot, mind you. Dan's a creep. But he's like, oh, yeah, the BMW will look really good on you. And he's like, you know, I look good on you. Fucking divorce papers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and now he realizes that Deb has officially lawyered up. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. She seems to be a good one too because she uses, she knows she can use her looks to her advantage sure. to kind of bait him. But you know, if Dan was smart, he would have consulted every single lawyer in the Tree Hill area, which probably was like three lawyers. <laughs> Out of the 17 people who live in Tree Hill, three of them are lawyers. He could have consulted all of them, had meetings with them, and then Deb wouldn't be able to hire any of them because of the confidentiality and the you know the agreement that they've already had with Dan, so they could not represent her. If he was smart, he would have done that. That's a Tony Soprano move, brother. But he also thinks, you know, he's got this dirt on Deb. Mm-hmm. So he in his mind, he's like, I could avoid the lawyers altogether. If I if co- I just come out with this, news. keep, you know, threatening this news, holding this above her head, maybe she'll cave and stay with me. Unless he has a signed fucking contract about some shit she fucking did. Kind of not really admissible in court. But if he gets a good lawyer, you never know. Don't know. Fucking know. Who knows? So through this entire episode, I was predicting that Peyton would be the one there when Lucas eventually wakes up from his cold. But I also called that there will be one hospital episode. And then the next episode, 15, is the episode that Lucas gets out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. Which I'm probably going to be right on that, too. But my projections are right a lot, too, brother. Mm. But... I was predicting the entire episode that Peyton would be the one that Lucas wakes up to. It's only fitting. But who does he actually wake up to? Nathan pays Lucas a visit. No way. <laughs> Fuck sakes. <laughs> Love what? that guy on TikTok. He's so funny. What? No way. No way. Fuck sakes. And I said that the whole fucking time. I was like, the second Nathan walked in there, I'm like, no way. <laughs> Fuck six. He's going to wake up to Nathan. And he Nathan. fucking does. He's like holding his hand and shit. Not holding his hand. Hold his fucking he hand had his hands on the bed because he's like leaning. And he's telling him, you know, you can use this to get out of like having to play basketball or whatever. Like, he was you can fucking use it. feeding him sips of cold water. Okay, when he woke hang up. on. Lucas, his hand was laying there. Nathan's hands were close by. And then Lucas wakes up and touches his hand with his finger. Yeah. 
It wasn't holding hands. Water. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you wake up from that shit, I bet your throat's going to be dry. I remember when I woke up from my... Um, appendectomy. Appendectomy. Yeah. My throat was so dry I could barely talk. Yeah. And I was only out for a couple hours. Yeah, this guy was out for like 12 years. <laughs> 12 years. It was only six weeks. Oh, God. But now he's feeding him sips of stone cold water. <laughs> well, yeah, you need you need to lubricate that throat, and mm-hmm. then Nathan goes and wakes up Karen. Yep. Karen's like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad you're awake. Now I'm gonna kill now you, gonna for, kill that you for that tattoo. Fucking cheeseburger tattoo, brother." <laughs> <laughs> It's all happy. Nathan goes to visit Haley and tells her, hey, he's awake. And Haley's like, how do you know how he, yeah. that he's awake? Yeah, right. He's like, I went to see him. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, what the fuck? Okay, but anyways, well, now you gotta he go drives too. her to go and see him. And he goes and he's like, I missed you. And she's like, I missed you. I'm sorry. We were such dicks to each other. Yeah. Over really not that much. I mean, it's whatever. You know, their their friendship will hopefully stand the test of time. Yeah, I love their friendship. It's kind of nice to see because you wouldn't normally see, like, apparently when they were writing the show, Haley was supposed to be Lucas's love interest. Yeah. Yeah. Originally. They didn't have that chemistry. So they just went with best friend. But I love their friendship. Oh yeah, it's great. so much. True. It's so sweet. So it is nice to see the reconciliation at the end of this episode. Yeah. But two other things that they quickly go over at the end of the episode. One, Keith bought a fucking ring. Mm-hmm. So now he's in the hole so deep because he's already paid $71,000 just for fucking Lucas's hospital bills. <laughs> but now he's probably ponied up. Oh, that looked like a one carat diamond solitaire. The, it looked like the nice ring. was very concise. Nice very ring. Very clear. So he probably spent a good 5k or more on that shit. I don't know. Who knows? But <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if this is a good move. Well, and now like what's gonna happen because now like how can he afford anything for his yeah. his you know, know business i don't know it's tough uh. and not only that karen finds dan and actually hugs him and says thank you for saving my son the first nice moment between karen and dan in the show that we see that yes we see. yes and he's trying to be like explain like he needed surgery like he needed his life saved you weren't there i had to do something yeah he was like ready for a fight yes but and then he was surprised by the hug that wasn't the case yeah yeah 4.07 okay not a bad rating i like how you put a dollar sign next to it i always do it every time really Just i haven't noticed that well because i don't go like i don't really go through my notes well, I do sometimes if I just need to clarify with something on my notes. Sure. Because, you know, when we were watching the One Tree Hill part, I think I was high as fuck that night. Probably. And I don't really remember the episode. I was pretty baked too. But the good thing is, is because I come up with the best shit when I'm baked when I'm watching One Tree Hill. I can't function when I'm baked, so. No, you can't. I, yeah. What I should do is just do like a voice record. You know, 
and record our thoughts that we're like jabbering about like oh, as the episode's going on that would be really but funny then we'd actually. have to take the time to listen to all back yeah but then i could just like put it in actual notes yeah, yeah that takes extra time though eh. whatever i'm gonna try it Dollar Maybe sign. next episode. Episode. Next episode. I will try it just to see how it works. Okay. Maybe I'll get some funny ah, shit out of it. Yeah, knows, oh, huh? you can really hear and oh, we can make sound bites out of the shit I say. <gasps> Especially if we're baked. Oh, this will be good. Woo. Okay, we gotta do this at least one episode. <laughs> well, we'll give it a shot, Ski. Uh, yeah, dollar sign. 4.07. Okay. That's how we roll. Okay. What'd you give Monday Night Raw this episode of Monday Night Raw? It wasn't a bad episode. It was okay. Yeah, it's Stone Cold. You had Bulldog. You had Undertaker. You had Bret Hart quitting. You had fucking bananas and orifices of Gorilla Monsoon and hee-hawing jackasses. Nine. Good one. I like that. Almost a four. That's Almost. above average. That's, I think that's the highest score I've given, maybe. Uh, you gave the actual Royal Rumble match a pretty high high score. Did I? Just the I don't match remember. itself. Yeah, pretty sure. I don't remember. I It was pretty good just because I think like the Royal Rumble was very like overwhelming in a way. So it was kind of hard to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, But this like the fallout from it. Mm-hmm. At least it explained some shit. It explained some shit. And Bulldog was on. Yeah, my boy. And Stone Cold and Brett and Undertaker and yeah. you name it, man. That was chock full of goodness for sure. Definitely yeah. not a boring episode by any stretch. Yeah. yeah. I really uh, laughed at the whole Bret Hart quitting being like. And coming back 20 minutes later. Yeah. That was <laughs> funny. Yeah. It was pretty hilarious. Uh, shit's going down next few episodes. Tell you that much. Mm. But you know what's even better? What? I think not this next episode, like episode 15, but episode 16. Monday Night Raw is an hour and a half. What the fuck? <laughs> this is so you baited me you motherfucker it's no longer 48 minutes it's now an hour and a half that's rude that's so rude i don't like that you snooze you'll lose brother can we you know then we wouldn't have to watch it for as long for your wrestling what or one tree hill i guess we could do like two episodes worth yeah i know i'm good thanks please <laughs> that's not the format brother Ugh. sorry not sorry i am sean harris and i am aaron cosker and this is fucking rude <laughs> <laughs> and we are the amalgamators of tree hill wrestling federation and you can catch us on tiktok and instagram at treehillwf.podcast and stream us listen to us on all the podcast sites, including Deezer, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and all the others. No yes. need to mention them because they don't really matter as much as the others. Yeah, those are the ones that had like the most listens. Well, not so much Deezer. Yeah. I don't think anyone's listened on Deezer, to be yeah. honest. But. Uh, I typed into my AI the other day who would win a wrestling match between Dan Scott and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I think you got your answer right there. You know who it is. Who's going to win in a wrestling match between Dan Scott and Stone Cold Steve Austin? Let's be real here. I don't know. You better give Paul Johansson the right answer. I love Paul Johansson, but Stone Cold Steve Austin was stop a hole in his ass and walk it dry. I mean, if he were to lose to anyone. At least it'd be Stone Cold. Yeah. I would a tag team match. Stone Cold and Bulldog against Dan and Keith Scott. Ooh. Ooh. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think Bulldog would just put the fucking double power slam and still cold <laughs> stutter. That'd be the end of it. Yeah. That'd be the end of it. I mean, Keith and Dan aren't trained wrestlers, at least that we know of. But At least that we know of. That's right. But yeah. Anybody out there who wants to have more fantasy matchups between One Tree Hill characters and wrestling? Uh, Ooh. Peyton and Brooke. Peyton and Brooke against each other or Peyton and Brooke versus Marlena and Sable against each other. Oh, oh my God. Cause we're literally heading that way that they're going to have the one-on-one in the middle of the ring, possibly no disqualifications, get the fucking tables in well, there. I mean, Peyton almost spilled the beans to Brooke. So close. Yeah. They could really go down. Like we're talking hardcore, like barbed wire match that they could have. There's some animosity there. There, You'll there have to wait be. and see. There fucking will exactly be. Exactly what happens. God damn it. But. Well, I digress. Until next week, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast out. I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch.